Well, hey there, ladies, and welcome back to this month's topic, continuing on our conversation of habits, okay? We've been talking about habits, except we took a break last week when we had our interview guest, so thanks for having having Marcy on the podcast. It was awesome. But I wanted to continue on because I have been seeing it everywhere. Everybody is talking about habits, so I know that I'm on the right track. And it's always good to have a refresher. So today, in the continued conversation, I wanted to talk to you about what are the benefits to us with our health when we create a habit and routine-filled day. And then I want to explore with you, how long does it really actually take to form a habit? And does it really matter? Hmm, question. Good question. So we answer that in today's podcast. So come on, let's dive in and let's hear about the benefits of a habit and routine filled day. And then let's learn about how long does it really take to form a habit? Hey there, and welcome to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Broad, Millennial Women's Health Guide and Certified Women's Health Nurse Practitioner. I invite you to join me and hundreds of other women who are curious about their health, want to be their number one self-care advocate, and want to build a health portfolio that is robust enough to carry them through every facet of their lives. The Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, or level up your health to the fullest potential. Discover why women all over the globe call the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast their go-to women's wellness hub, where we talk about women's wellness, we talk about business, life, and everything in between, all the things that pertain to us women being healthy. We are more than just a podcast. We are a community. So after taking a lovely break last week and hearing from Marcy, which ladies, let me tell you something, I got a lot of great reviews about that podcast. So I'm really, really happy that you liked it. So today we are falling right back into talking about our monthly theme this month, and that is habits. And you know, I've been, you know, I'm a podcast listener. I listen to tons of podcasts. I read a lot of things and everybody is on the same trend of talking about habits, about routines, talking about whys. So at least, you know, I know that I'm in the right ballpark because everybody's talking about it. And I think, like I said, in our very first episode, the one before Marcy's, you know, you can hear uh, the same thing over and over again, and you should be able to take away something different each and every time because our brains are programmed to pick up different things at different times in our lives. And when we're more open to hearing certain things, we pick up even more things. You know, it's like kind of like, um, the teacher shows up when the student is ready type of philosophy. I, I've been learning so much about that. You know, it, it's so true when, when our hearts are open and we have the right mindset, things that we've been asking for that, you know, are appropriate for us at that particular time seem to come into our lives. And so it's just great. So anyways, I wanted to talk today about the benefits of a routine and the benefits of having habits. So here's the thing, ladies, let me tell you a little bit, a little story here. So I was sitting around with a group of my girlfriends recently and, you know, one of them asked, you know, we're just having coffee. It was after, you know, it was on a a Saturday after we had all been working all week. And one of them said to uh, everybody that she just looked at us. It was so crazy. And she said, Hey, I just want to know, do any of you find that it gets harder to make decisions toward the end of the day? You know, she said, sometimes when I get home, I'm so freaky tired and, you know, trying to even figure out what to make for dinner or what to watch on TV becomes a chore. And, and, you know, she goes, I feel alone. Do any of you guys feel this way? 
So we all nodded yes, practically at the same time. So it was so funny, you know, and we all just, we know how that feels, right? So then they all looked at me and they said, okay, you're the medical person, Michelle. So is something wrong with our brains? What can we do to help things out? So without thinking about it, I said, you know, ladies, no, it's perfectly normal given the amount and the number of decisions that each one of us has to make in any given day. You know, I said, it's called decision fatigue. We all laughed, you know, and we raised our glasses and we toasted with an amen to that, right? Okay. So can you all relate to that? Can you all raise your glass or, you know, just raise your hand wherever you are and say amen to having decision fatigue, being a woman. Okay. Right. doesn't matter whether you're a mom, doesn't matter whether you're a career woman, doesn't matter whether you're an entrepreneur or whatever. I think just the fact of being a woman, you know, you get decision fatigue. And part of that is because, you know, we have so many things to think about every single day. So here's the thing. I kept on thinking about this. So as I was driving home, I found myself smiling as I was recanting our lunch conversation. And those very words, the words decision fatigue, decision fatigue, kept gnawing on my mind. Okay. I'm like, okay, there's got to be something here. And I knew that we were talking about habits here on the podcast this month. And I started to think to myself, you know, could habits and routines help with this decision fatigue? So I started doing my research, as you know, I always do on the subject. And here's what I came up with a couple things. So first ladies, this is what's good. First is knowing that decision fatigue is a real thing can help us feel not so crazy. You know, not crazy like we're losing our minds or we're getting early Alzheimer's or becoming, you know, our, our, our grandmas or any of those things. Next, understanding the science behind prioritizing also helps big time. Okay. So you're not crazy, you know, and if you forget things like for me, I have to write everything on sticky notes. Like if my daughter asked me something or somebody asked me something, I'm like, I got to go write it down because if I have to try to remember it tomorrow, a lot of times I forget. And it's not really Alzheimer's early onset. It's just that we've got so many things on our mind that by tomorrow, I'm going to be thinking about all the things that I have to do then. And I'm going to forget about what I was supposed to try to remember today. So I don't know if any of you are like in that category too, you know, where you have to write little sticky notes, but it's that it's because we have decision fatigue. So again, I want to repeat, you know, it is normal. Okay. You are not crazy and you are not losing your mind. Next, let's look at the science and let's see how prioritizing can also help us big time with improving that decision fatigue. Okay. And this is all for all my girlfriends too, that were at that lunch with me. So you may be asking, you know, Hey, how? So, and ladies, you know, how is always a great question. You know, people say, Oh, it, can I ask a dumb question? I don't think any questions are dumb. Okay. Because first of all, it's a question that you have and you want an answer. So therefore you are not dumb. So the question is not dumb. And we all need clarifications, even on the simplest, basic things from time to time. Okay. I need that. So I totally get it. So here you go. You see, when you cut out a lot of decision-making by implementing habits and routines, okay, then when you implement habits and you implement these routines, you save space in your brains for the important stuff, ladies, such as more creative and productive thinking. 
Routines, especially, are a great tool that simplify our lives and can cut out a lot of our daily stress. And who doesn't want less stress? No one said that ever, okay? Because I sure do. And that's part of what we talk about. Let's get de-stress to help our hormones get back in balance. Let's de-stress to get our bodies back in balance in everything that we're doing, all right? So let's look at how this can play out, okay? Let me give you an example here because chances are, ladies, that you're a lot like me. You already have a morning routine. And if you've been following me for a long time, you know that I talk about morning routines and routines all the time. Okay. So hypothetically, this is what it looks like. Okay. For you, for me, but hypothetically go with me here. Okay. You get up, you get up and you get your cup of coffee, you walk downstairs, you get your coffee, you stretch, or you check your email, you fix a smoothie before you head into the shower to get ready to go to work. So Let's pause here for just a moment because I want you to get that. So you've already done those steps. Now I want you to think about, let's expand on that for a minute. So if you create a routine of setting out your clothes for the day, the night before, here's the thing, then you don't have to even think about what you're going to wear. You just grab whatever you've set out for yourself and off you go. Eliminating the decision fatigue of standing in your closet, which most of us do, I know that, wondering what are we going to wear for the day? Now, how many times have you stood in front of your closet day after day and you go, God, I have nothing to wear. What am I going to wear today? That right there, ladies, takes a lot of energy. Thinking about what you're going to wear, you may think it's a simple task, but it takes up energy. So how can you help yourself? You you do it the night before. You can stand in your closet the night before thinking, okay, what am I going to wear tomorrow? Because at the end of the day prior, Okay, you're at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if you stand there for a little bit more. Lay out your clothes so that way when you get up the next day and after you had your coffee, your smoothie, you've meditated, you've read your book, you've, you know, whatever you do as your morning routine, you've got your clothes right there and you don't have to think about it. It's like, okay, they're there. I'm, I'm putting those on. I don't have to think about what I'm wearing. That helps you to eliminate one less thing that you have to think about in the morning, Okay. So I want you, I want to encourage you ladies to implement some routines into your workday whenever possible. So here's a few more examples for you. Meal planning ladies helps you figure out what meals to fix and eat. So you aren't staring at your refrigerator after a long, hard day, wondering what to make for dinner. Okay. So I know I get all the time. Meal planning is hard. Meal prepping is hard. But here's the thing. When you meal prep and you meal plan on a weekend, when you don't have a lot of things going on, but okay. And you've got a little spare time. It saves you that much more time in the future. Okay. Because you've got it already mapped out. So when you're busy and you're coming home from a long day with the kids or from work or with your husband or whatever, you know, you don't open up the refrigerator and stand there, you know, like sometimes like you're looking at it and you're blank staring, like, what am I going to throw together for dinner? And at that point you're like, I am too tired to think about making anything. So let's just hop in the car or let's order, you know, let's order food to go. Okay. That's where we fall off. We fall off our health plan when we're overwhelmed all the time. And when you create habits and routines, ladies, it takes that overwhelm away. And so you have room to open up space for other things. Okay. All right. Here's another example. Get a cleaning schedule because when you have a cleaning schedule, ladies, for your house, for your office, for whatever, it makes sure that you stay on track with your household chores without you having to spend any valuable decision-making skills in the process. Okay. 
So, you know, if you've been following me for any length of time, like I said, you know how I teach implementing book ending your day. Okay. Start off with a morning routine. You end with an evening routine. Okay. So what you can do when you do that in the morning and what you do in the evening, when you're too tired, it helps you to make smart choices, but it also helps you fall asleep more easily when you book end your evening as well. Okay. Because you've got things planned out. They're not stressful. You're not like, oh my God, running around like a chicken with your head cut off and trying to figure out what to do. Okay. So let me give you a few more examples because examples seem to help everybody. I love examples when people give me or show me, okay, this is what it could look like. This is what it could be. I don't have to come up and think of it always on myself. So here's the thing, ladies, start out by doing a few chores that make the next morning easier. Make sure the kitchen is clean. And if you've got, if you've got the kids school things, make sure that they're all in order for the next day, you know, get those lunches made the night before and have them just sitting in the refrigerator ready to go. So all you have to do is take them out and here you go, kids and out the door or for you or for the hubby or whatever. Okay. Come up with a few calming things that help you slow down and get ready for sleep. Okay. Like we talked about, read a book, listen to some music to wind down, maybe have a cup of herbal tea, take a bath, you know, meditate, listen to some music. Like we said, whatever it can get in the routine. And you know that that's what you're going to do. Okay. It habits help us. I know that it sounds hokey, but habits save us a lot of mental fatigue. And that's what we need to do. Lastly, I want you to sit down with a pen and a piece of paper, and I want you to think about what parts of your day and or your week you can turn into routines, write them down, and then create daily to-do lists for yourself until you've established these habits and routines. Okay. Because lastly, ladies here, look at, this is what it is. Spending a little time creating routines and habits will make your day a lot smoother. You might just find yourself less stressed and get more done during your productive hours. And don't we want that? Absolutely. And in my book, that's a beautiful thing. Okay. It allows you to save plenty of decision-making time for the fun stuff, like figuring out what park you want to go to with your kids, what family movie you want to watch that night, what or what board game you want to play, or what your next great project will be. When we are so busy with the mundane and having to make so many small decisions all the time because there, we don't put routines in place. Okay. Then we end up at the end of the day with decision fatigue and we're exhausted and therefore we are no good to ourselves nor to anybody else. Okay. So here's the thing, ladies, before I move on to the next section, cause I do want to talk to you about one more thing before we end the podcast today. I went over and I asked our community over at Well Women Network 360 and on my Facebook um, little private mastermind group, I asked them to tell me what health goals they wanted to implement this year and what habits they are setting in place to make them a reality. Because, you know, we are talking about habits right now this month. So let's listen in to one community member, Brenda, and let's hear what she has to say. Hello, Michelle. This is Brenda. I thought I would send you a voice memo of the health goals that I have for this year. So there are three things that I want to focus on specifically. The first one is my posture. I have just been recognizing that my posture has become quite bad when because I've been sitting so much on my desk and my chair and I need to start being much more cognizant of my posture and how I'm standing and sitting 
and walking. And I've actually been speaking to a friend of mine who's a physical therapist who's given me some guidelines of how I should be sitting when I'm working at my desk as well as just in terms of my walking. So I've already started implementing that particular goal, which is my posture. And now it's just a matter of making sure that I continue with it throughout the whole year. The second one has to do with cardio. I am pretty good with strength training and even HIIT workouts, which obviously involves some cardio, but I wanted to specifically focus on cardio because I think it'll be really good for clearing off my mind and also even weight loss. So I am going to not necessarily push it and sort of being too ambitious with the cardio. What I'm thinking is I'll probably start with just one day a week of a good run that I'll do, although usually it tends to be more like two days a week, two, three days, but I'm just saying one day for now so that I don't put too much pressure on myself. It's easy for me to do HIIT workouts at home because obviously I can just, I have workout videos and everything and I can just do it at home indoors but the running I really want to do outside it's cold which I actually like so it's just a matter of making sure that I can run when it's cold but obviously not icy or something like that so I'm gonna start with one day but normally when I start running I actually want to do it more which means it will likely hopefully build up to like more like three days a week if not more so that's number two number three is actually to do with my nutrition Unfortunately, I have something called oral allergy syndrome, where my allergies, my nasal allergies have now started to affect my digestive system. And I cannot, I'm starting to react to certain foods, believe it or not, healthy foods that I should be having, like avocados and walnuts and fruit, and and all of the good things that I would normally eat to keep my nutrition clean. And unfortunately, I've had to stay away from those things the past few years because it was making me so nauseous. It's it's really ironic and so strange. So as far as I've done research, there doesn't seem to be a lot that would directly cure oral allergy syndrome except to actually help heal your sinuses first so that your nasal allergies are not affecting your stomach anymore. But I really would like to pay attention to it more this year in terms of how I can start incorporating those healthy foods again, how to heal my gut if possible, and obviously how to just not have to be restricted in terms of eating things that are good for me. So so that's my goal for this year is figuring out a good system of just incorporating certain fruits and vegetables, maybe not like the standard ones that I normally react to, like berries and and apples and things like that, but more, actually I was thinking of more international foods, international fruits that I can find find at the Korean food store. So, So that's my plan for this year is just incorporating fruits and vegetables, perhaps that are not so mainstream that I won't react to so that I can have all of the nutrition that I need without even though I'm having this issue with the oral allergy syndrome. So that's where I am with that. And so I hope it's hopeful for your podcast. And I would love to hear your thoughts and even hear how you're going to use this recording. Thanks so much for inviting us to share our ideas. And I hope you have a lovely weekend. Cheerio. Okay, now here's what I want to talk about next. I want to talk about what 
hang on one second, ladies. Just, okay, good. Sorry, I just had to write something down that I was talking to myself about. I want to talk about how long does it really take to create a new habit? So again, I wanted to know what people thought before I shared with you the research. So I went to my Well Woman Network 360 community, the free one in Facebook, which I'd love to have you join. And I pulled this question and here's what the member said. So I asked them, how many days do you think it takes to form a habit? And I put out 21 days, I put out 30 days, I put out 60 days, and I put out 90 days. So here's what those that commented said. 11 members said 21 days. Five members said 30 days. One member said 60 days. And two members said 90 days. Okay. Now let's go look at what the research says. The research says that it takes 21 days to create a new habit. Now, I don't know about you, but that's kind of a weird idea to me. Okay. Don't you think? And the reason I say this is because ironically, it doesn't take that long to form a bad habit, right? And for some of us, sometimes no matter how hard we try, it takes us a lot longer to form a new habit, right? So forming bad habits don't seem to really be hard at all. But why is it, you know, what is the mental connection with why is it harder to form, you know, to get going on a newer habit? All right. So that begs the question, how long does it really take to create a new habit? Okay. Now here's the thing. I'm going to give you my expert opinion and I'm going to forego what the research says about the 21 days. And I've read it and I've heard it and I've thought about it myself and implemented it and everything else like that. But I want to get away from that because in my expert opinion, the answer is drum roll, please. It depends. It depends on your mindset. And more importantly, it depends on how big of a change it is from what you are currently doing now. Okay. So let me give you an example and let me explain what that means. So here's the example. If you are, if your current habit is to eat a bowl of ice cream at night, yummy, wouldn't we all love to do that? And you want to switch from regular ice cream to a low sugar frozen yogurt version. All right. It's probably not going to take very long for you to make that a new habit, right? Because it's a very easy switch. You're going from regular ice cream to low, low sugar frozen yogurt version or whatever. So it's still ice cream. It's still a treat. It's low sugar. It's not a very big leap from going from one thing to the next. So you probably will be very successful with that. But here's the thing, going from giving up ice cream altogether to cutting out all sugar on the other hand, now that may take you a lot longer. Okay. Okay. Because you're giving up a lot more. Okay. You have to sacrifice a lot more in your brain's mind. So when we ask the question, how long does it take to form a habit? What we're really wanting to know is how long do we have to tough it out before it gets easier? Okay. Is there the light at the end of the tunnel where we don't have to try so hard anymore? In other words, what we really are saying, when will this new behavior become automatic? That's what we're really thinking. That's what our brains are really thinking because there's something ladies about when we hear the word challenge. When we hear the word, um, give up, we have to give up or we have to take out our brains automatically go to a negative space. Oh my God. I, I don't want to give up that 
Oh, I can't do that. Oh, it's too hard. You know, we go to that space because that's humanly where we go. Instead of thinking, you know, the opposite. So we think it's hard. All right. So while it will be different from one person to the next, and even from one habit to the next, here's a few things that you can keep in mind. So like I said, it depends. It depends on you. It depends on your mindset, on how bad you want to make that change. It depends on, you know, your um, stick-to-itiveness. And again, it depends on, you know, what the degree of change, the difference is from where you are to where you want to go. How big is that gap that you want to jump over that gap? How long, you know, that's going to also depend on how long it's going to take you to do that. But keep these things in mind. One, it's easier to make a new habit than get rid of an old one. So be prepared to work a lot harder to give up checking your email every two minutes or snacking at night. Whenever possible, ladies, try to wean off an old habit instead of trying to go cold turkey with it and to form a new one, all right? When we go cold turkey, our brains think we're in deprivation and they don't like deprivation like I just said, all right? So an example may be if you're wanting to give up coffee, start by brewing a cup of half-calf, half-decaf, and do that every day for a few weeks. Then move on to either herbal tea or completely decaf every other day in between the half-calf, half-decaf, and do that for another few weeks. Then completely go off, go off caffeine and go to decaf in the morning and throughout the day when you would usually reach for your cup of joe. What this is doing, because caffeine, just like other things, caffeine is addictive, all right? We love it. And the body gets used to it. So when you start to go cold turkey, a lot of people will get headaches from that. So, and then when they get headaches, they go, oh, this isn't worth it. They reach for Tylenol or whatever. And so they have to add in another thing to, you know, create, to combat a side effect of another thing that they're trying to get rid of. So instead of doing that, wean yourself down off of coffee. Don't go cold turkey. You know, it's, it's the same thing with a lot of things. Don't go cold, go cold turkey. Okay. Number two, habits will form faster if you stick to the same time and environment each day. Okay. So instead of going for a walk whenever morning, if you've got time, the afternoon, if you've got time or the evening, keep your sneakers next to the door and schedule your walk every day at 6 PM, right after dinner, for example, or whenever it's convenient for you, not convenient, but whenever you've got the same consistent amount of time, try to make the habits stick to the same time every day, because then your body gets into that natural rhythm and it's going to naturally flow in that direction. And then three, a constant reminder of why you're trying to change your habit is also helpful. Remember, we talked about this in, in our very first one, we started talking about habits, understanding your why. So keep a reminder of your why close at hand. Okay. Remind yourself every day that you're exercising. So your body stays strong so that you can go play with the kids or the grandkids in the park or the yard, or put up a picture to remind you that you're making the frugal decisions and the habits right now. So one day you can purchase whatever that big thing is that you want to purchase, whether it's a dream home, whether it's take a vacation, whatever it is, keep your reason why you're changing front and center ladies, and then be prepared to strike and to stick it out. Okay. We talked about this in another episode as well. I talked to you about, you know, getting it 
fixed in all of your senses, you know, tactile, visual, smell, whatever you can do. I mean, if you want to go for that dream vacation, then put up pictures of the dream vacation. Okay. Get some clothes that you are, you know, purchase some clothes that you want to wear on that dream vacation and hang them in your closet. Okay. That's what you need to do to kind of get it enmeshed and immersed in all of your bones and in your nervous system and in your neurons and all of that kind of stuff. That's where habits are truly formed. They're formed deep inside of us in every aspect. They're formed in our mind. They're formed in our cells. That's how things become routine. All right. So remember, put things up to remind yourself. All right. Okay. So, and be prepared that at times, ladies, it's going to be hard to stick to new habits. It's going to be hard to replace old ones, but in the end, it will be worth it. So I also love this number four. I also love what Well Woman Network 360 member Cindy B had to say. She said, successful habits are formed when paired with other routines. She said, my dog walk provides an opportunity to add a new walking goal. So see, she said, successful habits are formed when they're, when they're paired with other routines. And we call that habit stacking. And we've talked about that before. All right, ladies, I hope that you found some of this helpful today. If you did, please reach out and on DM over at Instagram at Well Woman Network and, you know, leave me the habit that you, you know, your health goal that you want to achieve this year and what you're putting in place to make it happen. I'd love to feature you next week on our podcast. Um, also come over and join us at Well Woman Network 360. Would love to have you be part of that group. We're going to be really ramping it up differently this year. And can't wait to see you in all the different areas. And you know what, ladies, if you haven't already shared this podcast with a girlfriend, can you take a moment to do that? It's really easy. Just click the little share button, text it to a girlfriend or two, and let them know that you love this podcast. It really helps us if you can do that. And if you even want to give some more love, an extra double heart, you can go over to iTunes or what do they call it? Apple now, Apple music or whatever, Apple, whatever, and leave us a rating and review. We would really, really love that because it helps us to get the podcast numbers up. Those ratings and those reviews, the reviews more or less really, really tell iTunes if people are listening or not. So it would really help me if you could do that too. So thanks again, ladies for another week. I hope that your week ahead is blessed. And we will continue this conversation because next week we are just going to finish up the topic and we're going to talk about um, simple habits to help you build new habits. And it's going to be a little short quickie. I've got put together a whole list of things that you can do and um, I'm just so excited. All right. So until then, ladies, thank you so much. Um, and I love that you listen to the podcast. Thank you and have a blessed week and bye for now.